Well, hello and welcome to the Box of Delights, the Nice Things Commentaries, Episode 2. My name is Paul Carmichael and with me is my colleague... Michael Livesley. Good afternoon, dear. How are you? I'm very well. It's the morning, actually. It's the morning, it's as we the morning. This, isn't it? Yeah, and yes. It, it, it's a snowy day where it some of us is. are, apparently. It is. Mm. The snow is deep and crisp and even here. Perfect day to watch Absolutely this second episode. Wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, as you'll recall from last week, really simple. All that you have to do is get your video for the Box of Delights episode 2, and you can find the various ways you can locate it down in the description-y bit. Get your video for episode 2 paused and poised. Yes. As we are. We are very poised. Are we ready, dear? We are very ready. I'm uh, Here we perched, go. uncertain, and ready for <laughs> Uh, episode two. Episode two. In three, two, one. Off we go. Here we go. Beautiful. I love that single note. Boom, boom. Yeah. Which is, of course, radiophonic, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. Mm. So it, that's, I, that's over the top of the Helly Hutchinson. It is. If you listen to the Helly Hutchinson, it's just... It's just the orchestral. We haven't got the... Certainly not the first note. Right, okay. Which I find terribly unsettling. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Box. It's a beautiful prop, isn't it, that as well? It's a lovely prop, and I remember watching this, wondering how they've made it spin, and now, of course, I'm thinking, it's on a turntable. Hmm. That's how it's done. Yeah. But back then, I was thinking, how have the BBC done that? That's clever. Well, all these things are clever. I mean... For the well, time. Ah, I wonder still if don't know how they made it open. So here's so, yeah. Quentin and Queenie, the two yeah. wolves. Ah. We only had two wolves in the country then that uh, are in all the films, apparently. The rest are Belgian shepherds, aren't they? Ah, wonderful. Yeah. Now, I do love the We didn't recap, did we? Didn't we? No. Oh, they've watched it. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. So well, he's, he's about to do... We're time. about to get this lovely... Um, stump from the end of the last episode. I love this shot. Here we go. When it closes in, look at that. Lovely. So that was filmed out up in Aberdeen, and this mm -hmm. was filmed uh, in the middle of June down yes. south. Yes. Yeah. So that's not real snow, obviously. We've had real snow outside. That's right. There's George Harrison. <laughs> I'll just pop towels, see what's going on. Now, look at this. To hark back to something, to harker back harker to something back. that we've uh, yes, that we've talked about before. Hmm. What I really like here is the fact that um, the wolves, should we call them, the wolves look a bit dangerous. And when you compare them to the dogs they used in Survivors... Oh, yeah. But they did get a bit vicious toward the end, didn't they, in Survivors? The dogs sort of... They upped their game by Series 3. Well, they did, but when they first appeared, they were very cruft. Oh, they're all they? cuddly and fun. Mm. Ah, I love that uh, shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the thing, if you go back and look at that, the dog actually then moves on the ground. I was thinking it was just a bit of carpet they'd thrown. It's an actual dog. Yeah. They seem to launch it, which is impressive, but probably not the right thing I to mean, do. I mean, at school, we were sort of... The thing is that when we were kids, I think that we were more surrounded by culture, if you like, and history. Yeah. Um, and at school, for me, this kind of all tallied up with learning about the Romans in Britain and stuff like that. So mm. it was kind of interesting. Do you say Brythonic, do you? About the Britons. Is it a Brythonic settlement? Or is yes. it Brythonic? I don't know how you say I, I it. I think it's Brythonic. Yeah. Here he comes. Here he comes. You see these things only because I'm here. Harvest like old times to me. 
It's a lovely set, that. So what you'll have, I presume, is the studio floors painted, then there's a green backdrop. It's a green and floor, I two... think, as well. Do you think that do floor's think? real? I, like I don't know. It around the feet. I'm not sure. Mm, yes, no, there's fringing there, isn't there? So there's there on the three costume? separate layers going on. Yeah. But, um... Three separate... Saying, they used yeah, quantile, layers. didn't they, on this? They, yeah, they did. I mean, that's how you've managed to get the ovular shape at the yeah. back there. But, yeah, so you've got three separate layers, but within one of them, two video effects. You've got the swirl and <clears> the, <throat> the oval. It's brilliantly realised. Oh, it is. I mean, we take probably stuff just... for granted now. Oh, yeah. One day in gallery they would have done on the effects for each episode. Something like that. You it's... love all that. You'd I have love loved it. that day in gallery, wouldn't you? Oh, I would. Big scarf. Oh, I would. Yes. Coffee. Oh, yes. Cigarettes. Yes. I love the language as well. Mm. There's a, Heightened. Yeah. In the first one, when he's talking about Barney Dog, that's the time when friendship's made or something mm. like that. Is that right? Something like that. And a, a time makes joints to creak or something. Mm. There is the instructions. Yeah. I'm very envious of him, you know, of old Devon there. Imagine oh, God, this. Yeah. Well, he was the best 14. mate of Chucky, wasn't he, before this? Mm. Yeah. So he had actually got some some experience. He but had. even so, look at the snow, like furry liquid around his feet. Oh, got the foam machine out. Yeah. He looks so much like Mel Gibson, though, Pat Troughton. It's no wonder the ladies loved him. Oh, no. Absolutely. I love this shot. <laughs> She's great, <There>. that. <coughs> now, he's in the air doing that. Totally. And I don't know how they shot I that. Don't. I don't think that's blue screen. I don't know how they no. shot it. Wires, presumably. Well, wires on outside broadcast is my only thought because of the angle looking up, you know, which is. And we're back. Now, of course, one of the things that we do each week is we each choose our favourite mm. thing, and I've got to say, I'm—I suspect I'm going to be torn this week because this episode features for me two of the highlights of the whole box of delights, and one of them's coming up in a minute, um, which I absolutely adore, and it sums up childhood for me, and that. You know, that spirit of adventure and going mm. off and doing things. And I, I say all that, but of course, whilst Devon was making this at the age of 14, I was just sat at home fiddling with myself and moaning about oh, things. A lot of moaning, I should think, with the fiddling. Oh, yes. Here we go. I think... I never had the fiddling awakening. Did you not? No. no, no. Is that a Catholic thing? I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. I've just, you know, we. <laughs> I think it was more into the sausage rolls. Does it? <coughs> like these well? kids? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was more into eating, to be quite honest with you. Oh, okay. I'd love a larder. Oh, we had a pantry in the house. Mm. Which yeah, was just oh, my a granddad had one. Yeah, I think his, his pantry was basically the under the stairs bit. That's right. But, yeah, but. Oh, I'd love a proper one like that. Oh, I think wouldn't I need... we all with tapioca and sago? 
Oh. What's the other jar? I can't see for his head. Oh, he's peel. Well, peel. Rind, I suppose, yeah. yeah. Bait and rind. Here we go, look at Love this. Love this I'm, shot. Th- it is. This, this is Love beautiful. It. And they couldn't walk very much. The snow was that thick, wasn't it? Mm. But look but, at the depth of field on the shot. And then, yeah. oh. It is quite ghosted, though, the image when you look at it. And I know that... Mm. Because there was no snow, was there? And they were panicking in London, so they ordered the snow machine go up there. Mm. And so Rennie Wright uh, got the apparently the last flight that arrived in Aberdeen, and then the snow hit, and mm. the snow machine actually got stuck at Carlisle. So they shot <laughs> virtually... That. This is one day they went up to the mountains, uh, oh. but they shot virtually everything in the grounds of the hotel because the snow was just... They just couldn't move. We want snow like that again. We really do. I've got sleet today, and I'm not happy. Oh, I've got lovely snow here. Uh, so you got proper snow under Thatcher. Well, yeah. He's got scrubbled. Where's that word come from? Was that invented by Macefield? Or is Probably. It... I, I should think so, like splendiferous. Mm. Though who knows? I mean, you know, in that world of jolly hockey sticks, the, the world you grew up in, uh. um... Maybe those were common parlance. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> it's like these two guys can run in this stuff because they're young, but... Oh, I love that. See, in my head, I see the car with the wings coming out. I literally Right, do. I was... Right, this is what I've, I thought I must talk to you about. In my head, right, that shot absolutely mm. is that. And I think it's a bit like... Do you remember Transformers, Robots in That's Disguise? That's right. It's like that. That's what yeah. that shot is. My brain still goes, oh, they must have taken it out. They haven't. Well, the thing but is, I'm this is what convinced. our brains were like, weren't they? We, you know, because everything now is kind of given to you. But we mm. were allowed that reign of imagination, you know, based... Well, we had to fill in the blanks, didn't ah, we? Ah, Jimmy Grout. Oh, I love oh, God, James I love Grout. Love him. He's Absolutely wonderful, wonderful in all creatures, great and small. Oh, who's he? who yeah, is he in that? He's a vet from the other village. Can't think of his name off the top of my head. Mm. Um... But he's sort of a recurring character who eats and drinks lots. And James always goes over there and he's always asleep because of the whiskey. Uh, he's um, he's wonderful in... There's an episode of A Very Peculiar Practice in which he has to do a full frontal nude scene and bless him, he goes for it. That's about two years after this. Um, as an eccentric art lecturer who just, whenever he goes home, clothes are off, naked. <laughs> We had an art teacher like that when I was doing my A-levels. He was like that. I'll have you all painting naked by the end of the term. <laughs> and uh, he would stride, you know, mm. purposefully around where he lived in either the Lake District or the Dales or somewhere like that. Anyway, he lived out in the boonies, as they call them. And, mm. and he'd go around in his underwear. He'd I fully stride the peaks you know. in weather like this. Oh, in his absolutely not then. No, no. no oh, he I was like. a real eccentric. I enjoyed it. John of- Charter's... R.I.P. Uh, a wonderful, uh, wonderful man. You'd go in, and this was this was proper college. You'd be there with his big pipe, mm. painting away, totally bollocker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the world we grew up in, wasn't it? <coughs> uh, Jimmy Grout as well. He's brilliant. There's an episode of Drop the Dead Donkey where he's a contemporary of Henry's, but he's dying in hospital, and Henry goes to visit him. But then it transpires that Henry might have had it off with his wife. And there's a massive argument. Um, 
with Henry shouting, I beat you to story after story. <laughs> and Jimmy Grout replies with, the only time you were ever before me was with that prosy in Saigon. <laughs> and it's delivered beautifully. And he's delivering this from in bed. He can't do anything physical. It's the face and the voice with oh, Jimmy Grout, isn't oh, it? It's oh, just so expressive. Yeah. Oh, he's great. As proper character acting. It's this, real, isn't it? yeah. Yeah. So good, the dialogue. Eyes. It's a delight to watch a performer like him. And his accent's so spot on. Mm. What's prank when meant as prank may become felony when meant as felony. And what you saw was no more than a prank. But all the same, I'm obliged to you, Master Harker. We in the law are always grateful for evidence from one who knows what's what. So I'll keep my eyes and ears open. And I'll ask what aeroplanes are around that way this morning. Did you get close enough to uh, recognise any of the parties? As I told you, we've got I love that. It's so good. The hand acting. Yeah. The detail. But we're sort of now a bit suspicious, aren't we? You know, is Jimmy oh, yeah. Grant going to whack the pencil in the side of his neck? But no, he's he's doing a little trick. <sighs> Grown-ups used to be able to do tricks like that, didn't they? Yeah. My dad could do something with a club biscuit wrapper where, and I don't know how he did it to this day, but he'd take a club biscuit and then he'd put it in his hand and he'd wave his other hand over it. Then he'd say, blow on it, and I'd blow on it. And then he'd say, go on then. And I'd flatten it in the palm of his hand and there was no biscuit in it. But when I picked it up, there was. And I don't know how he did it to this day. I must ask him that. Mm. It's that sort of thing. <clears throat> Adults could do those sort of things. They could. Now they end up on registers. Yeah. They didn't do it often. Well, I suspect it was often where they'd had a drink. Proper. Yeah, splendiferous. Skullduggery begins oh, here. Yes. yes. Hello, Mr. Hollins. Are you any the worse for your little trip in the aeroplane? He says none the worse. <laughs> oh, Mr. Hollins, who was it put you in the aeroplane? Uh, he says some young friends with more fun than <laughs> oh, then Mr. Hollins, what brought you out to Butler's Down? Butler's Down. Butler's Down. Oh. Ah. <laughs> he says it's the only flat bit where he could meet the aeroplane. Are you all right? Perfectly fine, thank you, young master. You really are Mr. Hollins, the one they found my ticket on the railway station and was squabbled under the aeroplane. The very same, young master. Goodbye, goodbye. Goodbye. So that is. It's a long scene. Yeah. That is how science. It must be a good five minutes. This scene that just rolls. It's how he's embodying that sort of Victorian, you know, gentleman who's mm. in this world, isn't he? He's, he's sort of... We're in those between-year wars when this was written, aren't we? Mm. Uh, between-war years. Mm. Was it 30, 
four? 34 or 35, I can't remember which it was written. That's the sort of thing we should have found out before yes. embarking on this. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh you can... <laughs> Have we had the line yet? The line of love. I don't know if he says that in this scene, but mm. there's that lovely line, isn't the time and tide and buttered eggs wait for no man? Yes. Uh, proper snow. Proper snow, and we're back outside again. Oh, look at that. That's proper snow, it's isn't it? It's wonderful, that. So this would have been in the hotel grounds. Mm. She's not a great actress Which, the, the mother the uh, auntie uh, auntie louisa is it no she's not <clears throat> it's interesting isn't it because it's almost like she's got this idea of oh bbc period drama therefore everybody speaks a little bit like this mm. all the way through yeah no no, no. look at troughton he's yeah. not doing that yeah. don't do that the nuance yeah here she goes she's oh. great i can't remember her name either you're mm. the man who knows these things Top of my head, no. We'll have to check on the on the credits. She was a fixture, wasn't she? Seventies and eighties. Mm. So many of these people were, weren't they? Because again, like we've said so many times before on NT, you know the the amount of drama being made yeah. was extraordinary compared to today. Which is why, you know, for something to really stand out and become something of almost like a bit of the, the old cultural zeitgeist, like the Box of Delights has, it's got to be so special. Wonderful yeah. face. Wonderful face. Character face on her as well. She's great. I'm so ashamed I don't know her name. Adventures. And it's yes. like we were saying last week, you got one a week. Mm. And... You were left to just let your imagination run riot between the episodes. Mm. Chubby Joe. Yes. <laughs> so you're getting so much um, of the social climate as well across in here. You know, mm. we'd we'd think nothing now of a, a curate picking a pocket. No, but back then it was a shark. Absolutely, yeah. But it's also that opportunity to be plunged into a world which just is no longer there, isn't it? Really, I mean, we were kind of living in it, the sort of the husk of it, weren't we? Growing mm. up, it was yeah. still there. Mm. I remember my fa my friend Father Lynch, Father Charles Lynch. Ah, oh, you're a heathen, Mike, you're a heathen. He used to go on about the Beatles, how much he hated them, because mm. they destroyed deference. <laughs> ah. He blamed them for ruining this world. <laughs> Here it is. Oh, that is so good. That is just... You immediately feel cold. Mind you, I've got snow out of the window, dear. Well, that's so. true, yeah. But I think what really helps that scene, uh, it's, it's Roger Lim's music. Mm. The music is absolutely perfect. Again, my brain is saying, oh, this must be the shot where you see yeah. the come out. We, we do. Um, Surely we do. Yeah, here it goes. Where's the... Uh, oh. And that's enough, isn't it, for your mind to join it's, the dots? 
that's enough because I know I saw it in 1984. Absolutely saw it. I mean, the great thing about the time that this went out for us as kids was it was reflective of, you know, what was going on outside. It was snowing. It was cold. Mm. Um, and I, I think there's nothing better than as a kid watching a TV show and then opening your front door and going outside into the world you've just been immersed in on the telly. Mm. It's that whole alignment, isn't it? That's Absolutely. What, that's why things like... Um, you know, like Legopolis with Doctor Who and stuff like that. That worked so much for me because it was November when I saw it on the repeat. And mm. the world was like that, brrr, you know, uh, yeah. that world where you'll know where the TARDIS was. Go on, tell us. What what A road was it on where uh, he meets Tom Jorgerson? Oh, top of my head, no. Wow, really? Don't, you yeah. don't know that? I love this. I'm, yeah. I'm, because I'm, look at this. The way this opens. Here we go. It opens out like that. Yeah. And now we're about to go into probably one of the other two most celebrated things, I think, in the in the Box of Delights. Because the animation in this sequence is phenomenal. Absolutely beautiful. Bloody brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Ian Eames, we have to thank for the animation, oh, as I recall. brilliant. And it's beautiful stuff. It really is. Again, I'm in that realm where I'm being drawn in by what I'm watching. Yeah. Rather than uh, doing the job we're here to do. Yeah. But here, you've got no dialogue. You've no. got adventure and music. It's weird, all this pagan imagery and uh, stuff like that. It does intertwine mm. with the Christianity thing. I remember at Father Charles Lynch's funeral, when I went there, and because it was a priest's funeral, you know, there was a lot of the of the hierarchy in there. You know, there was, like, uh, bishops and whatnot on the stage, uh, the altar. <laughs> and um, they were reciting a psalm over and over again, which was about, like, the stag in the wood, I will run free or something. And it was so strange. I don't know what that psalm is. And, um, mm. you know, if if, it's, if that's your thing, don't write in and complain. Mm. Um, I'm not. My knowledge of scripture is not what it was. Um, mm. But it was so strange to me that we had this ceremony going on and they were reciting what to me sounded like a sort of a pagan verse. Mm. You know, it was all about being a stag and running free after death and stuff like that. It's very strange. Mm. It'd be interesting. I should read up, really, on what Macefield's own personal religious views were. Maybe there's a spot of the old paganism going on. There must. There's a knowledge, obviously. Well, that old English Christianity, Brythonic thing, whatever you want to call it, mm. I mean, obviously it's all amalgamated because it was such a long time ago and... Obviously, the Romans came in, they destroyed whatever <clears throat> documentation was extant at the time. So mm. we've only got, you know, what's survived and, you know, people... What Julius can't. Caesar says, hence yeah. the wicker men and things like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And guesswork. 
I suppose, to yeah. a great extent. Every five years, somebody else works out what Stonehenge was for, and it's never the thing it was used before. And how to it's... pronounce Boudicca. Oh, yes, absolutely. That changed quite recently, didn't it? Is it still Boudicca? It was Bodicea when I was growing up. No, Bodicea when I was growing up, I think it was only about ten years ago. It seems to have suddenly become Boudicca. I prefer Bodicea. Mm. Which is obviously Latin as well. Hmm. Oh, and... This is immediately... I, I, I don't know why this music... It's, it's perfect, it's so and good. suddenly we go all green, man. Here we go. Yeah. Oh. There is something, though, within our bones as humans mm. about this connection to nature, and, and everything religious seems to have that expression of nature within it, doesn't it? I think there's something possibly more than that. I think... I don't know. I, I've got this thing where I, I do believe in that idea of almost cultural race memory. Things oh, yeah. being passed down, just becoming part of the spirit of people. And I think that's why that sequence there makes sense and is so familiar. And you don't need to know the Brythonic histories no. or anything. No. You you just, that's a part of your, of your spirit, really, all that imagery. Well, we also did know all that, though, as well, didn't we? I mean... We we sort of grew up around people who would had just enough of a connection to that Victorian world, mm. which was where you had everything sort of reintegrated with Coleridge or with uh, Waterhouse's paintings or whatever it mm. may be. That Arthurian thing, yeah, was was big was big when we were growing up. Do you remember uh, a Connecticut Yankee in the Court of King Arthur with Rodney Bewes in it? It's a great little film. I've heard the title I've never seen it you know yeah I think never it's a Mark it. Twain book hmm <laughs> and you no. just wanted to be tiny like that when you were a kid didn't you oh yeah absolutely listening into what teachers said when you weren't there that's walking sort of amongst your toys that was the mm. thing I wanted to do I wanted to be the same size as my Lego toys so I could <laughs> be within it. I don't know why. Maybe it's the only child thing, dear. Maybe uh, maybe it's the sad, lonely boy who hadn't discovered wanking was wanting to be a... small and wandering <laughs> amongst his toys. Now, here's you get that beautiful snowy location footage, and you get that beautiful animated sequence, and then we meet Mouse. Whose costume is very much from the talons of Weng Chiang, yeah. giant rat school, uh, and it's weird, isn't it? Because think back to Rat last week with his one with his bacon rind. Yeah. We think back to him. But then we're faced with Mouse, and he's not quite as convincing. No. We also had all that. Did we have wind in the? We would have had wind in the willows by this point, wouldn't we? With, uh, the Cosgrove Hall yeah. series, uh, same year. Uh, no, uh, the the they did a movie length version of the book first, didn't they? And that was the winter before. I think that was winter eighty three. Right. So we'd had that, and eighty four is when the first series of Wind in the Willows, because they did about six series, mm. and we got a series of that. I love those episodes of Wind in the Willows, which were set at winter. Oh, oh God, yeah. Wonderful. Now then. One of them, Michael, is rather well known. Do you know which one? No, I don't. He was just on the cusp of stardom that lasted a good 15 years. 
television royalty we're yeah. talking about at the time. Nick Berry. Nick Berry. That's How quite right. How did I know that? I must that's have Nick read Berry. that somewhere. Yeah. Wixy from EastEnders yeah. before 10 years of heartbeat is one of the pirate rats. Nick Berry, whatever happened to him? Well, he did about 10 years of heartbeat, didn't he? I mm. think he just went, that's enough. Yeah. So I don't know, since about 2007, he's... Yes, here he is. They've kept us waiting for a bit of rubber, haven't they? Yeah. Oh, I wonder where all this business come from. I really rehearsal. Do. It's I, rehearsal, I mean, I know it? that, but you know, did it come from Stevens from the or book did it or come from the director? Or? I, I I get the feeling what you've got. You know, you've got Rennie Ryan in the Acton Hilton looking up at him, thinking, "That's the shot. Off we go." There we are. And I imagine Robert Stevenson. Oh, I have an idea. You I get that think feeling. so. I, well, I'm going to think that anyway. Yeah, I want stick it to be him. Finger in the flame for you. Ah, oh, oh. that was splendid. Absolutely Foxy wonderful. Now, whose name were we looking for? Where is she? Oh, uh, Joanna Maria. Dukes? No, not Maria. Is it? Was I it? don't know. Heidi Burton, maybe. Don't know. We'll no, look think, it up. We'll I know think it's week. Maria. I think it's Joanna Dukes. We really should. Mm. Nick Berry. There we go. Oh. Last on the billing. God, you don't want it to end, do you? Mm. There he is, Ian Eames. Oh, Roger of... Lim's nickname oh. was Leg, mm. Leggy. Right, Leggy. Yeah. There's no arm in him. I love it. All these wonderful people meeting up and doing this, well, yeah. nearly 40 years ago. Barbara no, it Horn. isn't. Wonderful. Oh, dear. Not far off, dear. God, that's ridiculous. AFM, that would have been the job to have done. You're on the studio, you've got Rennie Rye losing his shit in the gallery and you've got to translate it into something that's able to be said to a 14 year old boy I'd love to have been an AFM I don't think they made many concessions to vocabulary though it's just like keep up children mm. well certainly not um, what was his name he's in um, Lionel Jeffries mm. he, he never made concessions around children he threw the C word around a lot if there were kids working with him enjoyed the reaction Look yes. at that. That was magnificent. It was splendido. I must say, I really enjoyed that. Um, it's good to rediscover it. That's a very good mm. idea you had of doing this, dear. Thank you, dear. Yes. Thank you. Well, the big question at the end of that is, out of those wonderful, what, 29 minutes or so, what was your favourite bit? Well, for me, I'm afraid... Favourite element, shall we say. I, I'm afraid it was the scrobbling. I love the snow. I, mm. I just, I do, you know. I'm so, I'm staring out the window at it now, and uh, yes, um, and so I do. I love the scrabbling. I love the fact that uh, that neuron was tweaked, and mm. I remembered my childish imagination of seeing that car transformed into a plane. It probably happens in a later episode. I don't I know. Sure, it does because we both saw it we happen. We both saw it happen. We both saw it happen. I would have to. I was between. The animated sequence mm. and that first snow scene with mm. the music accompanying it. And you know what? I'm going to go... I am going to go for the animated scene. It is rather jolly. It's beautiful stuff. And because I remember, that's one of those little special things in my life, really. When... Because my... My upbringing was just Christianity, and that's it. And anything else is evil. You know, I was brought up in fear of quite, witchcraft quite happening up in the Shetland Isles and things like we that. Oh, well, yeah. Everyone was. But, and that little sequence, 
triggered something in my head and appealed to me in a way that nothing had. Because I hadn't seen Children of the Stones or Raven or any of those wonderful ITV kids series. This was the first time that something appealed almost on that on that Britannic level, I suppose. Mm. And I still love all of that to this day because of that. So, yeah, wonderful. Oh, Splendid. But, uh, just love it because it's brilliant as well. Of yes, of course. It is wonderful and brilliant. Wonderful stuff. So there we go. That's yes. episode two episode of the two. Box of Delights. Now then, of course, because if we're going to stay on target and deliver episode six on Christmas Eve, yes. like we should, well, like we jolly well will. Like we have to. Like we have to. It's a mission. Uh, so that means that uh, that's the end of episode two. But next week, episode three and episode four yes. will be with you. Yes. And split into two chunks. Two lovely chunks for you. So, I suppose that's it. So, uh, until the next time, uh, from myself, Paul Carmichael, and from uh, my colleague, Michael Livesley, it's uh, thank you for watching, and goodbye. Bye-bye.